welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and you're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What to Be is a program provided by Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. We also just wanted to let you know that, for the time being, we are hosting interviews through video call and apologize in advance if the Uh audio quality isn't quite up to snuff. Now, today, I'm excited to be joined by Kayla Baumgartner. Thank you for being here today, Kayla. Thank you for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. Uh, Kayla is here to talk about her career as the firefighter paramedic at the Central Fire Protection District in Capitola. Now, Kayla, if you can, uh, what are the responsibilities that you have as the firefighter paramedic? So obviously we respond to uh, fires and that could be anything from structure to wildland. Uh, we can do any sort of rescue, water rescues, trench rescues, uh, cliff rescues, any sort of rope rescue. We respond to motor vehicle accidents. Uh, we respond to a different variety of alarms, could be smoke alarms or carbon monoxide alarms. And um, the majority of our calls are medicals. And so I would say about 80% of the calls we run are medicals. And that's kind of where my second title of my profession comes in as being a paramedic. Well, okay. Can you tell us about all that? I want to know uh, everything. I want to know about your schooling background. If you could tell us where you went to school and how you got even that experience in the ambulance. Sure. So I, uh, believe it or not, I have not always wanted to do this as my profession. Um, My dad was a volunteer firefighter for many years and uh, it was just something that I kind of walked into being a CrossFit trainer, but prior to that, I had a Bachelor of Science in uh, Exercise Physiology. So I had kind of like an idea of how the body worked. Um, So my first intro to um, kind of getting into the medical world was going through EMT school. And I picked a program that was only 10 weeks. And I know that programs now can even be like as short as three weeks. I would not recommend that. I would recommend going for something a little lengthier, especially if you don't have a lot of experience. So I went through the EMT program, which is a very basic, um, you know, intro to being kind of like a first responder. Uh, After that, I went right into paramedic school, which I also don't recommend. Uh, I would probably work on an ambulance for a while, but I was really eager to kind of get a kickstart into the career. And so I knew in order to be a firefighter, I'm like, I gotta get that license. I have to be a paramedic. So went straight from the EMT program into a year and a half of paramedic school. And uh, during that time in medic school, just kind of like any sort of nursing program or going to PA school, you have different sections of school. So you have a classroom portion, you have a little portion in the hospital to just get more patient contacts and practice your skills. And then you go out into the field and are on an ambulance and that's your internship. So it's a, it's a lengthy process. The internship I went through was 720 hours. Oh my God. So it took me about six months to get through that, but I also had no experience prior to that working mm-hmm. on an ambulance. 
So how about how long, uh, if you can estimate from start to finish, was your entire schooling and training that uh, that you needed to go through to get to where you are now? Okay, so I would say it was about four years from the day I started testing and doing ride-alongs to the day I had my full-time offer, I would say about four years had passed. And that was like a sprinting mode. (laughs) So yeah, you were just going full on. So, and I imagine, does that mentality sort of come from maybe some of your CrossFit training? Was that sort of there before? How does it, it, how does your CrossFit training, how, excuse me, how does your CrossFit, you got it. How does your CrossFit training come into play when, uh, when you were trying to get ready for your job? Absolutely. Uh, I, I owe so many things to CrossFit just as like a sidebar. And it really brought me into this career because I moved to this area to be a CrossFit trainer. I had my degree. I didn't really know what I was going to do. I was like, well, I really liked, you know, I, I enjoy exercising. I enjoy teaching. And, um, so I moved to Santa Cruz and through my CrossFit teaching, I met a lot of people in my classes who worked in the fire service, um, from different departments. So they either were firefighters or firefighter paramedics, or, you know, just somewhere, somewhere in that field, some, a a public service position. And so they kind of were wondering like where I, I was at as far as my career, you know, Kayla, what are you doing with your life? Um, and I wasn't really sure. I'm like, well, I have this degree in exercise physiology. I really enjoy being active in my life. I enjoy teaching, but I don't really know what I want to do past this. And they're like, you should really try the fire service, you know, because it's, it's a dynamic, uh, it's a dynamic profession, uh, keeps you on your toes. You have to be fit, fit, fitness is part of the, is part of the job itself. If you think about being here for 30 years, longevity is a huge, um, it's just something it's, it's important to focus on that. Um, because, uh, I want to be able to retire healthy and spend time with my family after that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, as far as the CrossFit thing, there were so many aspects to it, but I would just say like the fitness aspect, the, the ability to try to teach people of different ages, um, different backgrounds, like being, being able to interact with different members of the community. It's the same thing being a firefighter paramedic. We run to, um, we run a series of different calls and we respond to different kinds of people and you have to be able to adapt to each of those positions. And, um, so there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. There. Awesome. Thank you for that connection. Um, now what, now that you're, you have this job in a normal world, normal world, we'll say, what mm-hmm. is a day in the week? Like, like, or, or an average day, right? What, what are you expecting to happen? Or maybe you're hoping some things don't happen for someone's safety, right? I, what do you, what normally happens in a day when you show up to work? So, uh, our schedule is pretty interesting. We have a 
48 hours on, 96 hours off schedule. So it's essentially two days on, four days off. And um, during those 48 hours, you come in, you are having kind of a crew exchange because you're relieving people of their shift to get on. And, you know, as the fire department works, we're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, five days a year. So it's never shut down. And so we relieve the um, crew that is going off and we go over everything. We talk about anything that, um, that they experienced during their shift, uh, whether they had any mechanical, mechanical issues or um, the kind of calls that they ran, anything that we need to take care of. Um, we make sure that we check out our rigs. So making sure the engine has everything we need to respond to any sort of call. So um, basically the morning is taken up by making sure we're prepared for anything, for fires, rescues, medicals. Um, and then we uh, get our workout in, which again, is part of our job. We're kind of wow. like, we're, we're like paid professional athletes. <laughs> <laughs> part of our job to stay fit. So we get our workout in. Um, we have all of the stations we have have tons of different equipment. Um, so, you know, whether you're kind of a person that's geared towards like cardio or you like weightlifting, we have everything in between that. Um, and then, I mean, throughout the day, we might have some training scheduled, um, whether it's just with your crew or with the county. We uh, might have little things to fix around the station, errands to run. I mean, really with everything that happens in a day, we might have to drop drop what we're doing at the, the drop of a hat to go all. So it's it can be hard to schedule things um, because of that. But I would say most days we have that kind of starting structure of like checking out the rig, working out, getting done what we need to get done, training and whatnot. And of course, you know, we have chores to do at the end of our shift so we can make sure that the ongoing crew has a nice clean station. Because again, we're living there. That's our home for two days. Um, and then I'm lucky enough to be at a station where we cook for each other. So that's a big thing in the fire service is uh, knowing how to cook. Is there and, is there a favorite meal amongst your team? No, we're actually all really, um, we, we change it up every shift. And that's kind of nice. Like, it hasn't been like any repeat meals yet. But I would say for the most part, like we're really good, we're really balanced. We always have some sort of like a protein, some some good healthy carbs and and some good fats. So <laughs> nice. yeah. can you talk about your your interactions with people outside of outside of the, the building that you're in? I and whenever you have to go anywhere, what maybe you're you're helping someone directly stay alive maybe you just need to inform them of something that can you talk about those interactions sure so uh i'm in a position that i find to be very rewarding which is i work in my own community and for a lot of firefighters um it, it can be where they commute for a long distance to um to work for another community. And I think there's something to be said about serving the people that you live in that community with. And so um, the way I would interact with the public, like, you know, once I'm off work, I don't have my, I'm, I'm not physically representing my department. I still know like 
I represent them because I could be recognized, you know, in the public. And, um, but I think for the most part, it's interesting uh, kind of being, uh, being a female in the fire service. Yeah. It's very common for like the people I work with to not even recognize me off duty. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. Okay. It's kind of funny in a way, like it's like wearing a disguise. Um, but I mean, it really doesn't, to answer your question, it really doesn't change for me. Like I know that I represent where I work um, and I'm very proud of that. And I take a lot of pride in that. And especially um, because it's in the community that I live in, it's important to me that, um, you know, you know, everybody gets the same amount of respect and, and uh, I'd be willing to help anybody, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Can you tell me a little bit more about, <clears throat> about being, I think you're the only female in, in your team. I am the, the, uh, the, we have three. Okay. So we have a female fire captain and, uh, then we have a, another female who's been on for maybe 16 to 18 years. Oh my years. gosh. Well, it, yeah. but it's still, it's a very, it is a male dominated profession. Yes. Absolutely. So then can you, can you talk about your, your perspective as a female and especially maybe going through the schooling, what, um, how did you get over any extra hurdles that you had to face? Did anyone kind of dismiss you even in class or something? How, how, how did you deal with that? So I always kind of went into it with the mindset of that. I want to be an equal and, um, I have always been, I've always been treated as an equal and even, even like in the sense of people have tried to accommodate me even more, which I don't expect. And I think that's really important mindset to have when you're going into a profession that is male dominated is that you need to know that, um, that you're not, you don't need any special attention, um, that you should be held to the same standard as everybody else. And I've never had an issue with that. I'm very lucky. I'm sure that that still happens to this day, but I also believe that we have a very progressive department and, um, yeah, so, and, and this has been through so many things. This has been through different ride-alongs, um, working as a reserve, being in my full-time position, working as a paramedic, I've always had the support that I've needed. And um, I think just because I've never held myself to a different standard, then nobody else expects anything more or less of me. They're just kind of like, okay, this is this is the same as everybody else. So um, I, I just say that it's an important thing to remember if you're going into any profession is that you're gonna have to, you might have to work hard or as or harder than than anybody else for me I already had the fitness background so a lot of that the physical aspect stuff came very easy to me because I had a lot of training prior to that and so throwing a like 72 pound ladder wasn't really a big deal for me it was more just kind of um feeling out like what it was going to be like to bond like be a part of the brotherhood yeah yeah, you had you had the the physical and mental preparedness to get into it. I think so, and I'm not really sure where the mental part came from. It might just be the fact that I have uh, I may I may have gotten that from sport. Uh -huh. um, sure, yeah. 
sports all my life. I never, I mean, I played volleyball, so that was my big thing. And I, I went to college for that. So I've always been on a women's sports team, but I think that if you are competitive in nature and uh, you kind of- You had the drive you needed to get into it. Yeah. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What To Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and today we're speaking with Kayla Baumgartner and learning about her career journey to becoming a firefighter paramedic with the Central Fire Protection District in Capitola. All right, folks, we are going to switch over to questions from you now. The first, well, I'm not necessarily going in order here, but one that stuck out to me because it made me laugh was, say you're at a grocery store and you get a call. Does it work like that? Can, can that happen where you're just out and about, you get a call? What do you do? Yeah, that happens all the time, actually. Uh, so we'll be at the grocery store and I might have my basket full. Really, my go-to is to take it to the, the butcher counter and I just ask the, the very nice gentleman over the counter, hey, can you just hold my groceries for me? We'll be right back. We just need to go run this call. And of course it depends on the call. Like if it's gonna, it's, it's coming through as a structure fire, we're probably not coming back for the groceries, but if it comes through as something that we know we might come back from, then we'll just kind of drop it off with an employee uh-huh. and we'll come back for it eventually. I haven't, I haven't had a situation yet where I haven't gone back, come back for my groceries, but right. yeah, I mean, it's, it's drop of the hat. Wow. Just, yeah. It's just, you just got to go. Sure. You got to <laughs> All right. And so, uh, and more questions here. Uh, curious about your CrossFit background. Where did you coach CrossFit and did you do any competitively? Yeah. So I started CrossFit back in 2010, I believe. So I've been in it for a while. I competed like at the CrossFit regionals level there for a while. I went as an individual in 2013, which was a big deal for me. I missed my whole college graduation to be there. (laughs) It just meant more to me at the time. Um, I moved back home for a very short period of time, which is in Tahoe. And I taught CrossFit in Truckee. I then moved to Santa Cruz to teach full-time. And so I had probably been teaching for about two and a half years full-time before I started pursuing the fire service. Okay. And did any of the relationships that you made in CrossFit, did they translate into helping you find programs or or a place to work? As far as like before my career or? I mean, if if anything happens to relate to your career, wonderful. Or or it may be um, you made some connections that helped guide you in a a place that you found you might want to go. Yeah. So I think, I, I mean, the, the big, the longest connections that I made so far, like from moving to Santa Cruz, um, were the, the folks that ended up leading me in the direction I am currently in now. So, um, I was heavily inspired by a woman who approached me, who was a member of the gym I was working at, and she's also a local firefighter paramedic. And, um, I really owe everything to her because she was the one who really pushed me in the direction of, um, you know, trying to figure out what I was doing with my life. And she, she really ultimately inspired me because I know that she was a pioneer of her department. And so, um, you know, we're still friends to this day and I've made a lot of connections that 
feel more like family at this point. Um, that started in CrossFit and then kind of leaked into the, into the fire service yeah. just because I see people more on a regular basis now. Yeah, I gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. It's just a big extended family. Was there anything you saw on your job, say after you got hired, that you found uh, to be just surprising or or unexpected? I was very surprised at how many different calls we respond to. Um, Like I said, I don't think that's something that the public even knows very much about, which I, I admit I didn't either. When I got to doing my very first ride along, which I just had spoke with, uh, a captain and he kind of set it up for me. I was surprised at just like the various calls that they were running and how on earth I was going to get the education I needed to know what to do on each of those calls. So um, I think it, it be, it was overwhelming at the beginning, but as time went on uh, you accumulate different experiences and you do get a lot of training. So I think I was just most surprised by how many different calls we run and then how quickly you adapt to knowing what to do on each of those calls. Yeah, I could only imagine. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so you're right. <laughs> but so what are what are some examples? Like what are some of them outlandish or is it just that there's there are just so many different things that you have responsibility over? It's just kind of hard to manage. I think it's just knowing your role and what you do on each of those calls. And I think there's there's kind of a learning curve to that as well. Like um, when I was just starting and and being able to run callbacks, which is just picking up a shift, like a 24 hour shift. Uh, I didn't really know what my role was. And that's just kind of you, you having more experience and having communication with your crew um, prior to maybe going on with your shift that day. So these are all things like briefings that happen in the morning. Mm-hmm. You sit down with your crew, you kind of talk about the responsibilities of each individual for a certain call. And uh, I mean, a lot of the job is definitely just adapting because no call is the same. Every right. single thing you're responding to is is different, and um, and they say that the day that you feel that that this is just another run of the mill call, and that you feel like you've seen everything, you should probably retire. So wow, I feel like I'll always feel. Yeah, yeah. You hope <laughs> like, you don't feel that for a long time. Or yeah, ever. and even if I get that little inkling, like, oh, you know, here we go again for for you know picking up grandma. <laughs> it's a, always something that's a little bit different um, about that call, and it really puts it in perspective for you. So, um, now, yeah. what are some little things that the community can do to help support firefighters and paramedics cope with all of the difficulties that you guys have to deal with? Oh, that's a great question. I just, I don't know if there's necessarily any uh, special or different treatment that is needed. I think that we actually get a lot of that, especially during this time. Um, We've had a lot of support with people making masks for us, um, trying to donate food. Uh, We've had an abundance of treats brought to our door. Uh, If I can recommend anything, maybe just like less sugary treats like, <laughs> let's start progressing into like 
fresh <laughs> food so we can keep our firefighters alive and without heart disease for a longer period of time. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that we don't need to be treated any differently. I think that it's just more of support. It's mm -hmm. having, um, it's on us to really have like good support groups outside of work, have a good core group of friends, have supportive family members. And I think that's really what is needed the most, especially um, with PTSD um, becoming a thing over the, the more recent years and becoming more of like a, a talked about subject. I think that it's on um, family members and friends to really just be nurturing and supporting because we're usually that, that person at work yeah. we're the nurturers. So sometimes I need to be coddled as well. Sure. Now, uh, did you ever, you mentioned earlier that you didn't, you didn't always think that, or yeah, you didn't always have in mind that you were going to come into this position. Um, what did you, did you have anything in mind before or, or was this, I, I don't know. I'm just gay. Where the question was, did you ever think you would become a firefighter and paramedic? Uh, so the the quick answer to that is no. Yeah. I my dad was a sheriff for 25 years, and like I said, he was a volunteer firefighter, and he just recently retired. So he'd been there for a while, but I always looked at his job like I didn't really understand what he did. His shift work was very confusing to me, and uh, it wasn't anything I ever aspired to. But um, I had a friend who I went to college with who uh, I also played volleyball with, and she kind of went down this road a little bit prior to, to me um, dipping my toes into it. And she loved it. And she's like, Kayla, you have to get into this profession. You would be so great at it. And I was like, absolutely not. I don't know what you <laughs> crazy who runs into a fire who gets up in the middle of the night to run a medical but I think it was at at a certain point I realized I'm like you know I'm at a dead end I'm not really sure what I want to do with my life I think a lot of people are pushing me in this direction and it's something that's different every day and uh and that's what I need them I need something active and I needed something different and I need something that is going to sustain me and in my family of the future yeah. Um, so it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't something I always thought I would do, but now that I'm here, I can't imagine having it any other way. Okay. Okay. And our last student question here, are you, do you think eventually looking to become the captain? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think about that a lot. It's, it's a funny topic to think about seeing as I just got off my 18 month probation two months ago, but, uh, I, am eager to take steps in that direction to take as many classes as I can to be open to learning. I really try to pay attention to my own captain. He's more of a mentor to me, if anything. And so I think it's in the back of my head, but I, I've got a while to kind of settle into my firefighter paramedic skills first. Yeah, sure. Alrighty, folks. So we're coming down to the end. Here's our last question for you, Kayla. Is there anything that you would like to send our listeners off with any advice regarding uh, getting into a career similar to yours or, or just maybe trying to muddle through the options and figure out, you know, what is it that they really like? Any advice you have or insight? Like I said, I, I didn't know I wanted to be in a career like this, probably because I didn't have 
um, any resources or I wasn't reaching out to any resources like the one that is happening right now. And I think what I've found really helpful to, to keep in the back of my head going into any profession is that if you're driven enough, um, you can do anything, but you, you got to figure out like what it is that is going to keep you moving throughout however long it's going to take to get you to your goal. So like for me, I knew what my end goal was. I wanted to be a firefighter paramedic. And during the time that it took me to get there, I had to figure out like who I was, what my goals were. Was I going to be willing to push years and years and years to get to this position? Um, And I think for me, just making small lists was really helpful. So having like little lists to check off, like, okay, what do I need first? I need to go get my EMT license. Sure. Let's, let's figure that out first and then we'll move on to the next thing. So I would imagine for a lot of careers that that can be applicable, just making small lists, small goals, and that will ultimately get you to your bigger goal. But I would say, um, for this career specifically, it's the best career in the world. Anybody who works in it will tell you that same thing. Awesome. What a way to finish. Thank you so much for being here, Kayla. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And of course, thank you to Mr. Oliveri's class and for everyone who's tuning in to today's career story. I'm Jacob Sheckman, and this is our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Kayla Baumgartner, a firefighter paramedic at the Central Fire Protection District in Capitola. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM KSQD in Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays, or stream online at ksqd.org, or visit our website, yfiob.org, for more ways to listen. Thank you, and see you next time.